0: My name is Christy Wolf. I'm a storytelling photographer, a medical mom, and a Wolfpack warrior based in Canmore, Alberta. But that's kind of the old story. Recently, I have added digital storyteller to my repertoire of skills. And it's all thanks to this person right here. Uh, today with me is Mike Lang. And he is someone that I have been watching for a while um, because of what he's been doing with digital storytelling. So I'm going to get Mike to introduce himself. Mike, go ahead.
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, Yeah, my name is Mike. I uh, am a digital storytelling facilitator based out of Calgary and also um, very soon to be hopefully um, finished uh, my PhD (laughs) looking specifically at digital storytelling. Um in a healthcare setting, so that's sort of my specialty is working uh you know, using this idea we'll talk about in a minute a digital storytelling, but in uh, health and wellness sort of improve the healthcare system and and uh, help people improve their own health by sharing their story in a more meaningful way. So, yeah, I don't know, is that a good is that no, that's good.
0: perfect. and okay. I just gonna jump in and say like, well, the reason that I started watching you was because of healthcare and our yeah, family's journey in healthcare. And then you have worked with a couple of people from the Scholarly Children's Hospital. So that's kind of how you came across my plate the first time. Yeah. Um, And then it's just going from there. So I had done the level one facilitator training with your company, Common Language DST, Mm -hmm. just in the spring. And now I'm looking forward to level two, which is coming up. (laughs) But Before we go into that, will you tell everybody what a digital story is?
1: Sure. Yeah. So a a digital story is just sort of a short two to five minute film uh, that's that people create using their own photos and uh, videos and a, a voiceover they write. And then they actually put it all together with some music. So it's a short film they make themselves. And uh, people often surprised to think that they could do that, you know, but uh, it's possible, right? And that's why we're here to help them through that process from start to finish. And and so really, you know, it depends on how, but sometimes people can make these short films in a single weekend uh, with the support of a facilitator. So yeah, that's what a digital story is. I, I often describe it to people who've never seen one. It's like it's like making a film without any filming. <laughs> yeah. So we don't actually have to film anything. We use what you already have because we all have these wonderful little things in our pockets, right? That capture a lot of very meaningful moments. And uh, and so we turn those into, into little films. So That's a
0: really good point because recently a couple of organizations have come up to me and said like, okay, but you're doing video. I'm like, no, sorry. That's not what I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's yes part, and no.
0: <laughs> part of why I wanted to talk to you because I think that people do get confused about what a digital story is. Yeah. Now, what, like, what's your background? I know a bit about this, but like why your PhD, what you focused on, sure. how you started doing digital stories. Jump sure.
1: In. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's very similar to your sort of origin story and all of this, it started with a healthcare experience. And, and when I was 25 years old, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I had a big, you know, doctors love to use um, fruit to describe how big tumors are. So I had a grapefruit-sized tumor <laughs> in the middle of my chest and sort of wrapped around my heart and everything. And, and so it was it a was, it was pretty gnarly experience as a 25-year-old. To, to do the radiation the chemo and and really you know um that's not where i expected my life to go i was a ski patroller in whistler um before i was diagnosed and uh and so everything changed right overnight i went from skiing you know 100 days a year to living in my parents basement um you know feeling sick and terrible and and so you know part of that process was was trying to you know Come to terms. What happened to me? Sort of uh, in that sort of mental health sort of (laughs) frame, trying to figure out, okay, what just happened to me, and what does it mean? And part of that was connecting with other people my age who'd had cancer. And so, uh, so I organized uh, my own sort of trip because I'd never met any young adults at the cancer center. And as an afterthought, I asked one of my buddies, who's a film just starting a film company, uh, to come and film it. And uh, and, he, and he did, and we created this documentary, and it was way better <laughs> than we thought it was going to be. It was way better. So we ended up doing a film tour across Canada to every major cancer center, and at every screening, there would be someone who would stand up and say in the discussion afterwards, um, you know, I've been an oncologist for 20 years, but what I learned from your film was, and it just blew me away, that people were learning valuable sort of practice-changing insights from Um, From me and my story, you know, I'd only ever met eight other young adults with cancer (laughs) in my whole life, and they were learning from me. And and that's sort of what when I realized, well, I think the healthcare system needs more stories and better stories. And, uh, and so that was what kicked it all off. And from there, I made a number of documentary films um, about um, sort of health and wellness and and different aspects of the healthcare system, and different diseases and things that people go through. And uh, as I was doing that, I realized how hard it was to get film uh, cameras into a hospital
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: like, hey, it's so hard right you know yeah. yes we did it but it was so much paperwork and I'm like man wish there was a better way to capture people's stories to have them share their stories in a meaningful way and that was around the time where these wonderful little smartphones started coming out and I was like dude we we should just use what they already have because yeah. the most meaningful moments of our lives never happen in front of a film group They just don't. Right. But we have these little cameras. We take all these photos. Right. And um, and so you've made that a little different because meaningful moments started to happen in front of your your camera as you followed families around the hospital. But you understand how hard it is to get cameras into those settings. Yeah. So anyways, all that to say, after I realized everyone's taking their own footage, um, then I started thinking, well, why don't we use that footage to create these stories? And so I started doing digital storytelling. And it wasn't until a three or four years later, I realized that it was actually a thing that people have been doing this since the eighties, since personal computers showed up, they started helping people create short films using their own photos from their life. And so, uh, and so then it just opened up a whole new world. And since then I did a, did a master's looking at um, psychosocial supports for cancer and uh, just finished a PhD at the university of Calgary, looking specifically at using digital storytelling in a healthcare setting. So, um, and you know, Get to do digital storytelling around the world and 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 start training other people um, to do it as well. So that's that's my uh, journey to digital storytelling in a nutshell. In a yeah. nutshell,
0: I love it. And I was going to say, if you're comfortable with it, I would love to share a link to your very first story. Sure, yeah,
1: yeah. As I got well that.
0: as, and I wanted to touch on this to your methodology paper on digital storytelling because yeah. there were so many ideas that when I was doing the facilitator training with you, it really hit me and things I had not thought about. Storyteller well-being. I mean, I had thought about it, but I don't think I had the words to put it together. Yeah. Um, the yeah. ethics behind storytelling. And mm-hmm. my favorite part um, is actually working with, like a partner on telling their story and helping them refine a story and figuring out how yeah. to make it impactful. I just, it's been a really amazing process, but I wouldn't have thought about it the same way that you had presented it. So I'd like to put a link to that methodology. Sure. Here as
1: well. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, and I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, you know, having done you know hundreds and hundreds of digital stories now is that just generally we don't think about our life as a story Yeah. and that's where facilitators come in. Is they sort of bring this storytelling mindset to your life, yeah. and uh, and all of a sudden, all these new connections start to be made. These new understandings start to bubble up, um, and and it's just by asking these questions that a storyteller would ask, right? Yeah. And 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 so you know, yeah, the 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 you know finding, you know, telling, crafting, sharing, like the methodology of it is unique, but what's really cool about it is it's this co-creative process, right. That you're talking about, yeah. you ask a question and the person says, wow, I'd never thought about it that way, but yeah, maybe those two things are connected. <laughs> you yeah. know, I never, I never spent time thinking about it, but maybe they are. And, and then that's where all these beautiful um, compelling stories just start to take shape in, in that moment of reflection and and co-creative conversation with another person. Right. So well, and yeah.
0: what I'm finding is people are really like, Quite a few people are very interested in this. I've been running like some info sessions that are just free Mm -hmm. to give people an idea of what it's all about. And then you can see like the wheels turning and they're like, I came in not knowing what to expect, but I have all these stories that I want to tell. And you (laughs) said something in the training, too, about that idea that all these people will say, like, I don't have a story. Yeah. Once you start talking. There's so many stories. It's just like, even it's within, like, where a story do you go? Yeah. Which one should
1: I tell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah.
0: it's one of the things I love about it. And I've done a couple of my own stories so far. And I have like a list in the back of my head of all these stories that what I want do to you tell. I do? Yeah. But working cool. with other people has really made a difference. So you started originally doing one-on-one training with people.
1: Um, I started actually. I when I first started doing digital storytelling, it was uh, with an organization called Wellspring Calgary, which uh, is is supportive, supportive uh, community based, supportive organization for cancer survivors. Yeah. And so I started running workshops with them, not really knowing what I was doing. Right, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. was. I had this film Let's background. I had a personal experience with cancer, and I knew that people were collecting all this great photo and video. Um, that they could use to tell a meaningful story. And that's all I started with. And, um, you know, sort of developed a lot of skills sort of on the job, (laughs) you know, and then found out, um, you know, that, oh, yeah, lots of other people have been doing this, and, uh, and started looking into it from more of an academic lens. And that's where um, I really would say I started building my skill set is by reading hundreds hundreds and hundreds of articles and books and watching digital stories and really understanding the process. And and like you mentioned already, you know, the ethics of it, um, yeah. because that's something that in our world today, we don't spend enough time thinking about because of how immediately available stories are right. And social yeah. media and all that stuff, right. We don't think about, okay, how is this impacting these people in the story? You know, where should I share it? Where is it most meaningful? And, and really, you know, how to have a conversation, from it, and I think that's one thing that, if I were to say, is the best part about digital storytelling. It's it's the way that it creates conversations, right? Mm-hmm. There's the conversation between the facilitator and the storyteller, um, and then you show the story to friends and family, and they talk to you about it. You know, you show it to an organization, you have a conversation. It's it's the way that um, stories start these meaningful conversations, and I think that's what really is 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 needed. Now more than ever, right? Is is a way to enter into meaningful conversation with others. Yeah. And story, a story is the best way to do that. A short little three-minute story. Um, you know, learn so much about someone, you can really start to have a, a meaningful conversation with them just after that. And so, anyways, I think you know that that idea of uh you know bringing the People together have conversations is what I get most excited about. I don't know if that was based on a question you just asked me or if I just started talking. That's the problem it. with that's, that's, The problem that's, with is I, get, I have so much to say. I just keep talking. So sorry. Cut me off.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. That's exactly what, when we were talking about doing this recorded conversation, Mike and I were like, we'll just end up talking. That's totally. Yeah, awesome. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so then telling digital stories, you started in the healthcare field, but you have done digital stories in tons of different ways. Like even I've only done about eight so far and I've worked with organizations. I've worked privately with people who aren't sharing their story publicly. It was more for their family. Mm -hmm. I do think that there's a lot of options for how people um, can use these stories in different contexts, but tell Mm -hmm. us why you decided to do common language and start a training for other people.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it really came from a conversation I had with an organization, um, you know, very large charity in Canada. And uh, and they they called me and they said, um, so you're you do digital storytelling. I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we we talked to someone who said they did digital storytelling and we hired them and then they didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, that's a problem. Right. Because back in the 80s, when they created this form of media production, uh, digital storytelling was a very descriptive um word <laughs> for yeah. for what they were doing right um, but now everything we do is digital storytelling right you can it's it's not a very specific name and so um that's what it came from is is i I ended up going into a number of organizations and sort of cleaning up some messes um, where they thought they were hiring a digital storytelling facilitator, but really that person thought they were talking about twitter or Instagram, (laughs) or Facebook, right? And they weren't actually doing digital storytelling. And so I was like, man, we need some sort of standard, um, some sort of certification for people to say, okay, this person knows what digital storytelling is, they know the ethics behind it, they know the processes and procedures, and, and they have a really core group of you know foundation of skills yeah. um and so that's what common language in, originally came out of um is people would call me and say mike you know we thought we were hiring a digital storytelling facilitator, facilitator but we weren't um and and I would have to sort of help them through that messy process so after you know that i realized let's 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 bring people together Create a, a solid foundational set of skills that then we can. Um, when people hire someone like Christy Wolf, um, they know what they're getting, right? They know they they can they can go on Common Language the website, see what the training was, see the skills that you have, and they know they're getting a quality um, sort of experience because that's really what people are hiring you for, right? It's not for the digital stories; it's to facilitate that experience of creating a digital story. And yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes people they confuse that. Right, they think that they're hiring a filmmaker, and the film is the end product. But really, what they're hiring is the the process. Um, That's what they're they're looking for. So, anyways, that's where common language came from. And and of course, you know, I've met lots of great people over the years who have said, "Mike, I love what you're doing. I would love to do it." And I would be like, "I would love for you to do it too." You know, I don't know how though. And so, (laughs) you know, so so there was common language. Here's a way for me to help encourage other people to do this because there's so many stories out there that need to be told. There's yeah. limitless opportunities right now for meaningful conversation engagement through digital storytelling. We just need more people doing it. And that's what I'm sort of most passionate about right now is, is helping people like you and, and other people get going and build their own skills and abilities so that they're confident in what they're doing and help share the stories with all these people and, and organizations. So, well,
0: and one of the things that I really like. so I did the training, April, April. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: April and then started doing some digital stories. But one of the things that you have in place is a community of practice, basically with other digital storytellers. So after doing the facilitation training, uh, once a month we meet and there's a couple yeah. of professional development opportunities throughout the year so that you have other people that are doing the same thing. We're watching each other's stories. We're talking about what the experience is like. We're sharing things like the way we talk about consent and continual mm-hmm. consent and how yeah. we approach different organizations or a lot of the people that are trained are actually within an organization and yeah. they're telling stories for that organization. So. It's just interesting to hear all these different perspectives and see how different people are approaching things, kind of yeah. make our practice even better.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that community practice was one of the most important parts for me because I was doing it all by myself, right? And if I hadn't have gone, done a PhD, <laughs> you know, and read literally thousands of papers about digital storytelling, yeah. I, I wouldn't have had um, a group of people to help continually to build my skills. Yeah, and um, And when I was starting out, I would have loved that I would have loved to get on a phone call with people and say hey so so if if this happens what, what do you do you know or you know how how would you sort of you know change this? story you know use different transitions or something right you know like that co-creative nature of digital storytelling is great for the process but also for facilitators yeah and uh, and a community of practice of creative individuals all trying to help people share meaningful stories about their lives is such a cool group of people to hang out with to it really is with. but you learn so much and and you know even after you know 10 years and and a phd on it i'm still learning from people from those phone calls and uh and so that's why I my, one of my favorite parts about common language, right? Is you guys getting to hang out with you guys and and continue to hone those skills, right? And uh yeah, and have these types of conversations that for most people would seem incredibly nerdy.
0: <laughs> very, I, I will totally do that with you. <laughs> we um it's funny too, because when I was thinking about taking the training, because it's not cheap. Um, and I will put a link up to common language and the training so people can see where it is and, and take a look at it, but I was like, will I be able to teach photography the way I want to teach photography and still do this? And I, the way I had it set up in my mind was like, digital storytelling will be like another thing I can support people with. And it has totally changed everything I've done. Like I've told Mike, <laughs> I am yeah. redoing my entire website to focus on digital storytelling, specifically with nonprofits. Um and then photography is almost an add-on, so it's
1: yeah, it's a I've, great I've skill.
0: Crazy how much it's made a difference in what I'm doing and how I'm thinking about um, yeah. storytelling.
1: Well, yeah. I love how you're you're running with it, you know. And I think you know the, the the best thing about it, right, is once you have sort of the basic sort of foundational sort of uh, skills and ideas and things like that, everyone brings their own creative lens to it. And yeah. uh, I think the you know digital storytelling. What's so great about it is you can endlessly experiment. Um, with it, once you have the basic form of of what it is, there is no formula for how you how you do it beyond that basic those basic foundational principles. So you know, having skills of photographer is awesome. You can go out and take some photos if you don't have the ones that you want, right? And and you can make them look wonderful. And actually, in our last meeting, <laughs> right, where you showed one of your stories. Um, people, the the uh, our colleagues in Uganda said, "Wow, those photos were so wonderful. I wish we could have photos like that to work with." And you said, "Well, it's because I'm a photographer," <laughs> and and you know, so everyone brings their own skill set to it. It's not like um, you're creating a bunch of clones. Yeah, uh, it, it's just a place to start. So we have a common language to start talking that about uh, how to tell meaningful stories. And and so I love it. You know, we have a, a health researcher right? Who's going to be using digital storytelling in a very specific way. We've got a photographer who's using her her photos and uh, her experience as a medical mom, you know, telling stories in a certain way with not-for-profits and other moms and family members. And then there's, you know, people working in large charities like Canadian Cancer Society, telling stories about cancer and research and things like that. And then, you know, it's just everyone has their own different lens. And I think that's what makes digital storytelling so powerful is that, it's endlessly modifiable depending on the context that you're in. Right. And uh, you can use it in so many different ways, so many different contexts depending on who you are. (laughs) So,
0: well, and with um, the Wolfpack warriors right now and amplifying smaller nonprofits, we're using it as like an origin story. Like one of the things that most organizations so far have, have said is, well, let's tell the story of like how we came to be as a smaller organization. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really interesting because that's the kind of thing that, uh, I don't know, somebody will end up telling people over and over in presentations. And being able to just slide that digital story, introduce yourself, put on the digital story, and then continue to talk about what people want to know about your organization, I think is really helpful. The other one that I would love to do, I was talking about this with my husband the other day, is our son is eight. He has eight years of medical chaos in his life and to do a digital story with him as he gets older of how, like just telling the story of what's happened to him so that every time he meets a new specialist or a new teacher or a new whoever, he has this digital story that he can kind of say like, will you watch this? It's three minutes. And then you can ask me any questions that you have about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And just finding a way to share information too is just another thing that popped into my head
1: yeah, it's such a great opportunity. I mean, there's, uh, I'm working with uh, on a project right now uh, in the, uh, with dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. And it's family members creating stories about their loved one. Um, these short little three-minute films, right? Because yeah. right now they have these little posters on the door with some photos sta- you know, stapled on there of what, what mattered to that person, right? Yeah. Um, and instead, they're creating these little three-minute stories. And before a, a care aide goes and cares for that person, they watch the story. So they know who they are. They know what matters to them, right? And such a yeah. cool opportunity to help people understand, you know, in particular, people who who no longer are able to communicate what mattered to them. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, that's a great example of being able to do that for kids, right? Yeah. You know, what, what did you go through, you know? And here it is, you know, and, you, and share it to the healthcare provider, right? And they, they understand at a much deeper level who that person is. And that's, I think one of the core pieces of digital storytelling in healthcare in particular is, is we want healthcare systems that understand what matters to patients and families. Mm-hmm. And in order to understand what matters to someone, you need to know their story. Yeah. And uh, That's, that's what exactly what you're talking about, right? There's so many cool opportunities for that type of work, you know, in, in healthcare in particular. So yeah, yeah, I love that's it. cool. Very cool. Okay. So I will
0: include all the links about how to find you and how to find out about common language. Is there anything else you want to end with before we shut off this conversation?
1: Oh man. Well, you know me, I could keep talking forever. Um, You know, maybe I would say one thing um, just because I I include this one in pretty much every presentation I ever give, because it was such a formative idea in my own mind, but there's um, uh, there's, there's this doctor named Rachel Naomi Remen and, uh, and and she has this quote um, in her book *Kitchen Table Wisdom*, that says, uh, "Facts bring us to knowledge, but stories lead to wisdom." And uh, for me, that just summarizes everything that I am all about with common language, with digital storytelling. Um, you know, we're in a world right now that has limitless facts and knowledge. Yeah. Um. But but we are very deficient in wisdom. What do we do with those facts and knowledge? How do we live well? in the midst of difficult life circumstances, you know, we can only learn that type of stuff from listening to how other people are doing it. And, uh, and really, you know, in, in my mind, that is what we're doing as facilitators is we're bringing wisdom stories and wisdom back into meaningful sort of conversations that we need to have instead of just spitting facts at each other and yelling, Uh, you know, knowledge across the room, you know, let's watch each other's stories. Let's understand what matters to each other. And then let's have a good conversation about it so that we can all live well um, in the midst of this crazy world that we're yeah. in right now. Right. So, so anyways, I am super excited for, for you, Christy and uh, where you're taking things. It's, it's going to be really fun to watch things unfold over the next few months and years. Um, and, and hopefully we'll get to co-facilitate some stuff together. Right. I Okay.
0: I want to ask, and on one last question, sure. if there was a nonprofit you could work with or a person that you would love to work with to tell their story who?
1: Oh, a person or a nonprofit. Oh man, that is a really hard one. I would say, um, I would, I would have to say, you know, as far as charity wise, I, I love that I'm currently working with the Canadian Cancer Society on things just because cancer is something that really impacted me personally. Right. So I really connect with all the cancer survivors that come and, and be part of those workshops. I would say, as far as charity goes, I love working with them. I think they're such a great organization to work with. Um, They really understand stories and their value. Um, And as far as a person goes, man, um, I would have to say, I would love to make a digital story with my master supervisor um, who actually lives in Canmore. Her name is Janine. She's got an amazing, amazing story. And, uh, and she doesn't tell it as much as she should. <laughs> okay. So I would love to make a digital story with her someday, um, you know, and, 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 sh- and have her share that all the conferences and places she speaks. I think it would be amazing. So. Nice. Yeah. Okay. We'll <laughs> have how to did you meet if you ever see her? <laughs> <Deal>. <laughs> Such a nice woman in Canmore. Yeah. <laughs>
0: love it. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me.